Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time. Hi everybody, it's Mike from Profiling Evil, and I'm really excited to announce that we've converted 20 episodes of the Academy series for audio podcast, and they're all available now on your favorite podcast platform. Now, I hope that you'll subscribe so that you get all the notifications when other podcasts are released. And don't forget to check us out on the World Wide Web at ProfilingEvil.com. And folks, if you like YouTube, visit Profiling Evil and make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. Now, our purpose in releasing these podcasts is to edutain you. Edutain means we really want to entertain you just enough to be able to teach you a few principles about the criminal justice system criminal investigations, and profiling. And I think you're going to find these episodes to be useful as you go about your own amateur crime sleuthing. So let's jump into today's discussion after this word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your next online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a link below with special discount pricing. you got to click the link to get it, and then enter EVIL10 at checkout. We're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, enough to buy a small diet Dr. Pepper, but you can cancel at any time. Thanks for listening today. California firefighter John Orr has gone down in history as the Pillow Pyro, a name he earned after starting more than 2,000 destructive fires. His crime would cost Californians tens of millions of dollars, and it would lead to the deaths of four people. Orr would later write about his secret life in a manuscript that he called Point of Origin. Well, welcome to Profiling Evil. If you're new to our channel, thanks for joining up. And if you're one of my university students or a longtime channel member, welcome back. Thanks so much for your support. I hope that you'll take a moment, hit that like and subscribe button while we talk about arson and arsonists. John Orr became a firefighter after he failed to make the cut as a police officer in California. Reports suggest that his co-workers thought he was odd, but this guy was a pro at figuring out where the next fire would be. In fact, he was the guy that would usually be the first firefighter on the scene of a blaze, and he always seemed to know the best way to put that particular fire out. What really impressed his co-workers, though, was that he was the first to figure out where the fire actually started and what the accelerant was that was used. I mean, how could he be that brilliant? Well, 
or started all the fires with the same kind of incendiary device. He'd use a, a cigarette attached to a book of matches wrapped in paper with cotton and bedding. That's how he got the nickname of Pillow Pyro. Well, as the cigarette would burn down, it would reach that book of matches, which would just burst into a powerful flame, igniting the paper and the bedding and turning it into a raging fire. His crimes continued all the way through 1984 when he started the hardware store fire. This one was terrible. Inside were four people, including a two-year-old child. They couldn't escape the fire and they died. It would take five years until this guy was arrested after that fire. He was attending an arson investigators conference in Bakersfield, California in January of 1987, and several suspicious fires broke out. Now, nobody suspected him. He was just one of the conference attendees. Well, the investigators at that fire discovered a single fingerprint on a piece of notebook paper. The case went cold until another outbreak of fires happened two years later at the same time of another investigators conference, this one going on in Pacific Grove. Well, investigators had a hunch and they looked at the attendees from the first conference when the fires occurred and the second conference and they found that there were 10 people who had attended both conferences well, they dug into it, and after closer investigation, they discovered the fingerprint matched John Orr. Orr was arrested and convicted. They went to the house and served search warrants and recovered all kinds of evidence. And that guy sits in a California prison today with a lifetime sentence. So what is this phenomenon of arson and the arsonist? The U.S. Department of Justice identified seven different things that motivate arsonists to commit these crimes. They are pyromania, revenge, vandalism, insurance fraud, welfare fraud. They have one category called the cycle fire setter and the crime concealment offender. Now, pyro fire setters usually set fires in occupied buildings dwellings, and usually at night. This arsonist is generally going to place the accelerant in a public portion of the building, usually on the, on the floor area. Revenge fire setters will threaten the arson act before they actually do it. They usually will focus on a residence or building that's associated with the intended target of their anger. They prefer flammable liquids, according to the statistics. And they prefer flammable liquids as the accelerant in order to get these fires started in one or more places. On the other hand, vandal arsonists target occupied dwellings as well as commercial buildings, places like schools, churches, or abandoned buildings. They prefer to do it at nighttime, and they usually start the fire on the first floor. Now, the most obvious arsonist is the criminal who starts a fire for insurance purposes. They do it usually on property they own, and they know that the insurance will benefit them. The fire is designed to completely destroy the property so that this perpetrator can get the maximum payoff with the smallest amount of inconvenience. Welfare fraud fires are usually set in the residence of the perpetrator after all of their valuable property has been removed. And then there's the crime concealment arsonist that 
is concealing some type of criminal activity they've committed, such as a burglary or in severe cases, a homicide. They usually are more disorganized and they'll use existing accelerants, things that they can find at the scene. Now, the psycho arsonist sets the fire in his own residence and customarily will start one small fire without the use of any kind of an accelerant. Statistically, 94% of all arsonists are male and 82% are white. Most of these perpetrators are single or divorced people and 90% of them didn't go to college. It says a lot about the need for education, doesn't it? I found it interesting that 87% of arsonists had previously been arrested on a felony charge. And most of the arsonists said they set an average of 25 fires without ever being questioned by investigators. Well, arson is a serious problem in every region of the world. It results in property loss, injury, and fatalities. Experts define it as the deliberate and malicious burning of property where three elements are present. There's got to be the burning of property and the fire is started by an incendiary device or an attack. The third, finally, is the fire must be started with the intent of destroying property. Well, I hope this segment helps you gain a better understanding of arson and the arsonist. This is an area that I don't have a lot of expertise in, and much of what I've spoken about comes from professional studies on the topic. You can learn more by just getting out on the web and searching for arson, but I'd suggest sticking to official studies and documents. Well, hey folks, I'm pausing to share some concerns I have surrounding identity theft and fraud. I've learned a lot from our partner, Ara. They're the pros at protecting people from cyber predators. Aura provides identity theft protection, credit and fraud protection, and online and device security for you and your family. They taught me to think twice before answering those online questionnaires designed to steal our personal information. You know, it must be working because U.S. statistics show that 33% of us have been victimized by identity theft at an annual cost of more than $56 billion each year. Our protection plans come with around-the-clock support, a money-back guarantee, and a million-dollar theft policy. But here's the best part. You can try Aura for free by clicking on this special Profiling Evil link in the description down below. When you do, we get a small commission. But think about it. You insure your car and you insure your house. Don't you think it's time to insure your identity? Now let's get back to today's discussion. Well, thanks for listening to Profiling Evil Podcast, Season 1 and 2 of the Academy Series. We've bundled these episodes together for people like you who want to really binge listen. If there are some of you out there who want to space it out, you figure out the schedule and go to them as you can. Well, hey folks, listening to true crime stories can really trigger negative feelings and thoughts in some people. So if you or someone you know is experiencing trauma as a result of crime, please Reach out to your medical or your mental health provider and get some help. And if you've been victimized, call your local police agency and ask for help. Hey, thanks so much for supporting Profiling Evil. 
I hope you'll consider joining our channel memberships over on YouTube. It's a place where you can provide us a little more support. As a channel member, you'll get more information a little more quickly, and uh, you'll be a part of the team that's helping us grow. And if you'd like to donate to Profiling Evil, you can always do so through PayPal or by visiting our website at ProfilingEvil.com and look for the little donate button. The Profiling Evil podcast series is created by the Profiling Evil Network, and the information contained in it is copyrighted. So don't copy or reuse it without getting our permission. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon at the next crime scene. Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time.